Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 96, How to Correct a Podcast Mistake. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Check out the website if you haven't already over at theaudacitytopodcast.com and show notes for this episode, including the video that I'm going to mention at the very end of this episode, will be at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 96. Now, before I get into the main content of this, I want to remind you, and I'll say this again at the end of the episode, the 100th episode is coming up. So please send me your tips, your podcasting tips, keep them really short, but send them to me audio or written would work great. Send those to feedback at the audacity to podcast.com or call 903-231-2221. Or you can go to the audacity to podcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side and record that message right from your computer. But please send that to me. The 100th episode is coming up in just a few weeks and it will be 100 podcasting tips from podcasters. I would be completely happy If I got so many podcasting tips that there was no time for me to give any podcasting tips, that would be awesome. You guys are great podcasters out there. You have tips. Maybe you've learned them the hard way. Maybe you've heard them from somewhere else. Even if you're repeating a tip of mine and you just want to give it, that's fine. (laughs) I said I'd talk more about that later. I'm talking about it more now. So that's all I'll say for right now. Please send that to me for the 100th episode, and I hope that you'll join me live for that 100th episode as well. That will be on the uh, October 15th, 2012 at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. I can't remember when Daylight Saving Time ends, but that's Eastern Time. 2 p.m. at noodle.mx slash live. And I'd love for you to be a part of that 100th episode. I'm really excited. 100 podcasting tips from other podcasters. Now, this topic, how to correct a podcast mistake. This is something that's been on my list to do for a while because I know we're all human. We all make mistakes at some point. Some of these correction or mistakes can just slip by without having to correct it. It's like the pianist who's performing a piece, if they make a mistake and then stop, fix that mistake or struggle to fix the mistake and then go on, it draws so much more attention to the mistake. But sometimes if they they just keep going on without even acknowledging the mistake, but not letting the mistake uh, throw off their groove, you threw off the emperor's groove. Great movie, by the way, the emperor's groove, new groove. Uh, It's fun. But if it doesn't even throw off their groove, then most people in the audience may not even notice the mistake. However, that's in terms of art. Art is very interpretive and subjective. Language is not quite as interpretive or suggestive, uh, suggestive, uh, subjective. That's what I meant. That when we use words, those words have basic standard meanings. And I know sometimes I mess up words and mess up some grammar, but I try really hard to communicate as best I can and also try and fit in a lot of stuff. But sometimes we make those mistakes. We stumble over a word. 
we have long silences, something goes wrong in the recording, uh, we have some kind of technical problem, maybe we misunderstood a phrase, maybe we presented false information, maybe something happened that was completely inappropriate. And sometimes there are those things that, hey, is this the first time you've heard this in the Audacity to Podcast? We have brain farts where it's just, duh. Huh? And we don't know what to do. We mess up. Something goes wrong. So we all make mistakes. And sometimes these mistakes are so minor that we can just brush over them. We don't have to correct them. We don't have to fix anything. Sometimes it's even good to leave in the podcast when you make a mistake or something goes wrong. Because mistakes can show some personality and authenticity. Now, it really depends on what kind of content you're producing and what kind of mistake it is. But I've referred to in the past this time that I was doing my clean comedy podcast and I was using the soundboard remote on my iPad so it would control the sounds that would play through my computer. And I tried to do this swiping motion on my iPad, which is where you take all five fingers, or I think it works with four fingers too, and you just squeeze from all the sides of the screen, you squeeze in, and it goes to the home screen on the iPad. Well, I tried to do that on the soundboard app, and instead of actually going to the home screen, it pressed every single sound effect on my soundboard, and my iPad, it sounded like it just audibly exploded. And I'm doing the show live right now, and in the chat room, Power J is saying it was totally awesome. And yes, it was. It was hilarious. Completely derailed what we were talking about, completely messed up our flow. But it was absolutely hilarious. So we left it in. It's a comedy podcast. If something funny happens, we leave it in. If something happened like that here on the Audacity podcast, I might take a different approach. I might tell you what just happened and tell you how you could fix it, or I might completely remove it. Certain things like that happen. And of course, if something like that happened and you're doing a very serious professional business podcast that is maybe like how to recover from the death of a loved one, and then that happens, not good to leave in. So some of these mistakes you might want to leave in, some you might not. But whatever you mistake you leave in, it could cost you dearly, not financially, but in other ways, in three different ways it could cost you. Your listeners may be unable to get your content. Like if you make a technical glitch or there's something corrupted about your audio or video or whatever you put out there, they may not be able to consume it at all. They may not be able to download it. They may be able to download it, but it's completely unlistenable because your background music is way too loud or your audio is completely corrupted or video or something like that. Second thing, you may be spreading false information. If you go out there and say, hey, everybody, you can make $200 per person with the Audible affiliate program. And just throughout a podcast, I say $200 per person, $200 per person, $200 per person. By the way, if you're in interested in joining the program, you make $15 per person that you refer. My link for that is theaudacitypodcast.com slash audible. But if I say throughout the podcast, $200 per person, well, that's clearly false information, not just a slip up if I'm making that mistake every time. That's false information. So I could be spreading false information out there, tarnishing the reputation of other companies 
and possibly myself. And that leads into the third thing is by leaving mistakes in or certain mistakes could damage your own reputation. And that's why this content was inspired because, or inspired to be moved up. I made a mistake on one of my other podcasts and I think it could easily damage the reputation of that podcast. So I need to correct that mistake. And you'll see and hear why or how I did that at the end of this. Or go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 96. And you can watch the video that is there of this mistake. It will be near the bottom of the show notes. But before you do anything to correct your mistake, consider, is it really important to make. But also, if it is important to make, it's important to, crucial really, to correct that mistake as quickly as possible. Did I just say if the mistake is important to make? I might have. But it's important to correct it as quickly as possible. And sometimes it may even require some kind of drastic measures for you. Whenever you're correcting a mistake though, consider the impact Consider how big of a mistake, how much will you inconvenience your listeners or your co-hosts or whoever is involved and take appropriate action. And the steps I'm going to share with you will help you in most of these circumstances. Just keep in mind of these seven steps that I'm going to share with you, if you have already published your podcast episode or excuse me, if you haven't already published it, then you can skip the first and the last two steps or just steps two through five are necessary. But I'm going to give you information for how you can correct a mistake if you've already published your episode. So this will be really helpful to I think a lot of you. Now, obviously, if your mistake is before you even publish, you can easily correct that. But I'll, I'll address that a little bit too. So step number one, how to correct a podcast mistake. Number one, you may need to temporarily unpublish. If you already have your episode out there, your media, your video, your audio, whatever it is, you may need to unpublish it. Because if it's a really big mistake that you drastically, desperately need to correct, then the longer that mistake or bad content stays out there, the more people who will download it and get your bad content instead of your good content. And when I say bad content, good content, I'm not saying your whole thing, but basically an episode that has something bad in it. We'll just call that bad episode, bad content, uh, original content, whatever. But you don't want people to continue downloading that. So depending on the size of the mistake, you may want to unpublish your episode so no one current or new subscriber downloads your mistake. In WordPress, this is really easy. Just go to edit your post and change its status. You'll see over on the right side, there's a little spot that says that it's published. Click the edit link and change it from published to either draft or private. And this will unpublish it from the public. Uh, Draft would be my suggestion because private still makes it accessible for anyone who has login access to your site and depending on your site permissions. It's just draft is the easiest way to completely unpublish it temporarily. But when you do this, then no one can download that episode. But keep in mind that any links that you have to that episode will break. So if you've tweeted links to this, if you've shared it on Facebook, if you've emailed your subscribers, whatever, and you link them to this episode, 
that link will break. You could consider putting up some temporary information there that's like saying, we're sorry, there's a major problem with this episode. We're working to fix it and we'll post a new uh, episode when it's fixed. Or you might want to take it completely down. It all really depends on where you are in this process of what you do when you unpublish it. Or it may be something that you don't really mind if the glitch gets out there. You just prefer to fix it. And so then you leave it published while you're working on it. It's kind of a crazy thing. The bigger the problem is, the more likely you'll want to unpublish it. But also the bigger the problem is, the more quickly you need to have content out there so links aren't breaking and such. So it's a it's a stalemate kind of thing, one way or the other. But decide what works for you. So you may need to unpublish what you have already posted. That's step one. Step two, re-edit your master files. Hopefully you kept some master files. And we're not calling your published files, like your MP3s or your video files. Those are not your masters. Hopefully you save something that's as close to uncompressed as possible. If you edit the MP3 or video file that you've already published and then republish it, well, you're going to be resaving it, which means recompressing it, recompressing something that's already compressed, and that will reduce the quality of it in the first place. Just think about compression, audio compression, uh, file compression, that is, as trying to quickly pour liquid from one cup to another as fast as you can. When you do it really fast, you spill some liquid. Okay, well, if you keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, pouring from glass to glass to glass to glass to glass, you'll lose more and more and more liquid. The same thing happens if you keep recompressing an already compressed file as you keep losing quality from it. And sometimes it even makes the file size bigger if you compress something that's already compressed. Really crazy what happens there, but it's because of the way the algorithms work. So go back to your uncompressed copy if possible. Fix your mistake in it. Find it, fix it. Now, if you haven't published yet, then maybe you know where your spots are that you need to fix. Whether basically three different ways that you could fix a problem inside of your episode. First thing is you could remove it completely. Sometimes this is fine because your mistake can be removed and the context isn't broken, the flow isn't broken, maybe the flow is even better. So an example of this could be you're talking and suddenly something weird happens or you just you blank out and you have complete silence for a little bit. Well, you could go back if you need to. You could go back, remove that. And if you acknowledge it in the podcast, but you remove it, make sure you also remove that acknowledgement of the problem. So that way you're not saying something and then suddenly say, sorry about that doorbell ringing. And then everyone's going, huh? What doorbell? What break did you just take? I didn't hear you take a break. I didn't hear a doorbell ring. So if you remove the original glitch, make sure you remove anything that references it or while you're recording, just go on as if nothing ever happened and then fix that afterward. Or as they always say in podcasting, we'll fix that in post. So you could remove your mistake completely, or you could replace the mistake with what it was supposed to be. Sometimes this can be done rather seamlessly, where it sounds like you never, or even looks like you never made the mistake. If you're doing video, an easy way to do this, because video, you can't just 
put something new in there without it being extremely noticeable. So this way you could, uh, with video, you could do a different camera angle and that's where you insert your new bit so that it looks like it's multi-camera recording. Really great way to cover up mistakes is to switch camera angles. In audio, it's a whole lot easier because you can just copy and paste. And if it's a smooth transition, smooth cut, it's really easy to put it in there. Audacity even has a little tool, and I'm sure other programs do, but if you select the spot right near where you cut and you see that's a harsh cut, you can go into Audacity and choose to repair it, and it smooths it out a little bit. It's really nice, uh, much nicer than what I used to do, or much handier, but you could also do things like fade outs, fade ins, whatever, to make it as smooth. But you could replace it. Now, replacing is difficult because I've done it several times here on the Audacity podcast. I'll realize at the end that, oh, I forgot to say this or forgot to mention that. So I'll record that and then stick it in the episode. But what happens, you notice I'm very high energy right now. I'm not so high energy after the episode happens. So I might be talking along. And then I just want to share with you what happens when sometimes I record after the fact and stick it into the recording. It completely doesn't match the energy of everything else. So replacing this mistake could be a little tricky, but try to make it as seamless as possible. Even if you have to overlap things so that you get the energy to match up a little bit more. It's kind of like touch-up painting in a house. Sometimes you have to paint the entire wall in order to make one little spot match the rest of the room. So you could either replace the mistake completely or replace the mistake with what it was supposed to be, or maybe you can't easily replace the mistake. Maybe you make the mistake so many times in the episode or it's just not practical to edit it or you can't edit it well, then maybe you need to prepend a notice, that means put it at the beginning of your episode, and state the mistake and the correction. This happened recently on my Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com. We were talking about the Blu-ray and DVDs, and this was before it was available to the public. So we got a pre-release copy and we're able to review it and talk about things. Well, In our episode, we referred several times to the fact that we were disappointed with how little content there was or how we thought there was something and we didn't see it. And then later I realized the problem was, oh, we didn't watch anything from the DVD that was shorter than two minutes. So what I did, instead of re-recording parts of the podcast, I just went back to the beginning and prepended something to it to say, hey guys, we messed up. We completely missed something. There's a whole lot more. So when you hear us say this, realize that we were, we were wrong and we really meant this or this is what we should have said. But keep that in mind. So that's at the beginning. So people are already prepared. And it's good to put that at the beginning because if you put it at the end, people may not remember what you had said or they may not listen to the end. So it's good to put your corrections at the end, at the beginning of your episode. So you could remove the mistake completely, replace it with what it's supposed to be, or prepend some kind of notice of your mistake and state the correction. So that's when you're editing your master files. So step one is you may need to temporarily unpublish your post. Step two, re-edit your master files. And step three for how to fix a podcast mistake is save the replacement media by the same file name. I have this as its own step because this is very important for the following steps as well. But you don't really need to save the original mistaken episode, probably. Now, if you feel like you do need to save it, 
then go ahead and save it. That's fine. But if it's not really important, especially if it's a big file, like you've got some kind of high definition video file and your audio and video was off sync, well, you don't need to save that off sync video. You could just fix it, replace your video file, save it by the same name, and then that's what you'll work with easier. And this keeping it the same name will also make the next steps easier as well. So step four is re-upload that media to your media host. By the way, some systems may require a slightly different name. That's, But if you do, you might mess up your stats. That's something to keep in mind. So this is going back to step three, save the replacement media by the same file name. Using uh, Blueberry, for example, or Libsyn does this too, they track stats based on the file that's uploaded. So if I have uh, a file that's episode one and then episode one dash fixed, those tracking systems will track those as separate episodes, separate media, and then I might get either more accurate or less accurate numbers, depending on your circumstances. If you, well, here are the two situations. If it's a minor mistake that you just want anyone new who downloads it to get that new file, then go ahead and keep it the same file name, and that way all of your download stats will track to one file name. If it's a complete, total uh, mistake that you have to fix and make a big ordeal of it and force everyone to re-download it, then you might want to have it as a different file name so that re-download will be tracked separately. The fixed file will be tracked separately from your error file. And that way it doesn't look like, wow, this file was downloaded 50% more than everything else. No, that's because 50% of your audience downloaded it before you replaced it. So keep that in mind. So I'm, I'm actually going to change that third step. Name the file according to your situation. Show notes will be, by the way, at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 96. So re-upload this to your host. Like I said, keep in mind the file naming issue of whether you need to replace something that's out there or if you need to make sure that everyone gets something completely new and how this affects your stats. But if you're working with either Libsyn or Blueberry for your media host and you already have your episode media up there in their system, whether you've published it out to the public, regardless of whether you've published it to the public, you can still re-upload your file, and if it's the same file name, it will automatically replace the old one. No problems there. So you don't have to worry about going back into Libsyn and telling it to replace the file or anything like that. If you just re-upload it, and it's the same file name as the other one, it will replace what you already uploaded. That is, if the file you're replacing is in that 30-day or 4-week or so active window. But if your file has already gone into the archive, both Libsyn and Blueberry would need you to, would have something different in place or would you need you to ask them or maybe even pay them in order to replace that archived file with what you want. So don't think that if you uploaded something 6 months ago, you can just re-upload it now and it replace your mistake from 6 months ago and you not have to pay for it. You might have to pay for it. It might take extra bandwidth, extra storage, however that works with your media hosting and whatever system that you're using. By the way, if you want to use Blueberry, or excuse me, 
If you want to use Libsyn for media hosting, which I do highly recommend, they've got a great price. Blueberry is super easy. Libsyn is much cheaper. They both have their pros and cons. But if you want to use Libsyn for media hosting, you can get your first full month free by using the promo code NOODLE. And I'd really appreciate that too, because that helps support the Audacity to Podcast. So after you have re-uploaded your, to your host, then it's time for step five, refresh your posts, links, and feeds. Whether you're still in draft stage of your podcast episode, or you've already published the episode, you still need to refresh a lot of things because you need to make sure that your media URL, that's the download link, the direct link to your, your, your media file is still accurate, or if it's changed, then you need to update anything that links to your media file. So in the case of if we rename the episode when we re-upload it, so it would be episode1-fixed.mp3, then you need to go through anywhere you linked to episode1.mp3 and update that to episode1-fixed.mp3. If your episode is already attached to a post inside of WordPress and you're using PowerPress, this is really easy to do. After you've uploaded your replacement, whether you replace a file or you upload a new file, click on the check mark that says modify existing podcast episode. This is when you're editing a post in WordPress. Then you can just update the URL if it's necessary. But regardless of whether you update the URL, click on that verify button because Almost no matter what kind of edit you make to your episode, it probably changes either the file size or the length of the episode, or maybe both, and you need to re-verify this. Or if you're doing video, some of this information isn't quite so automatic, so you might need to re-enter that in there. And the verify button also verifies that the URL is correct. Uh, PowerPress does auto-detect some of this extra information on MP3s, but not on videos or AACs. If you use a system then on your WordPress site or whatever site you have, if you use some kind of caching system like W3 Total Cache or WP Super Cache or anything like that, then you may need to refresh the cache on your site or it might be set up that if you update a post, it refreshes the cache for you. That's You may or may not need to do that. Nothing wrong with going ahead and refreshing anyway. And if you use FeedBurner, you'll need to refresh it too. By the way, refreshing your cache may also refresh your RSS feed cache. So that might be very important to do. Even though the post is updated, your RSS feed may not be. That's especially the case then back to FeedBurner. If you're using FeedBurner and you update your post, FeedBurner may not update that quickly or may not update it at all. So go to FeedBurner, open your feed, go to the Troubleshoot Ties tab and click Resync. If you change stuff that's already in your feed and you desperately need it to change over to the updated version, make sure that you resync it. So that way, FeedBurner will completely resynchronize with what you already have published. It's not just looking for new content then. So then on to step six, repost if you want all your subscribers to re-download the correction. This step is a bit more involved. But uh, it should be because this is a very uh, important step depending on the kind of your error. Sometimes your accidental bad content 
could be so bad that you really need every single one of your subscribers to re-download the episode to get something completely new from it. This is rare, but here are two examples that I could think of. One is if your original episode that you created or published was corrupted in some way, like maybe it was completely inaudible, maybe the lip and video was desperately out of sync so that it was uh, unconsumable, basically. Maybe there's something completely missing from it, like video or audio, something drastic like that, that really makes the experience, the episode as a whole, corrupted in some way. That's a case where you may want them, may want to force them to re-download a new copy of the episode. Or, this has happened a lot, I've seen this, where someone will publish a post, and this usually happens by trying to duplicate a post inside of WordPress with a plugin. By the way, I, I highly recommend never use a plugin or anything to duplicate a post. You don't want to do that. There's some backend information that will get copied that should not get copied. So if you need, if you have a template or something like that, just copy and paste the content from one post to another. Never, ever, ever duplicate your post because that can mess up a lot of things. One of these things is that sometimes when you duplicate your post, it means that people who download, for example, maybe it's episode three, will accidentally get episode two all over again. This happens a lot on some of the podcasts I'm subscribed to. Major podcasts by companies that have millions of dollars to spend on what they're doing, and they make this problem. Oh, it, it annoys me. And sometimes I feel like emailing them, hey, I'm a podcast consultant. Do you need help? Can I do this for you? Just you know, send me some of those millions of dollars and I can fix this for you. But that's one of the reasons you wouldn't want to duplicate. But if this happens, this is another case where, well, people downloaded something that's labeled as episode three, but it's really episode two. So you need them to re-download episode three for real. You can't just expect them to do things like tell them, oh yeah, if you go in and refresh the feed or if you do this or click this or that, then you can't expect them to do that. You need to try and make this as automatic and simple for them as possible. And the best way to do that is how I'm going to describe to you how you can force them to re-download this. Now again, reserve this for only the major problems that you face. Now, I had a major problem in my clean comedy podcast of something that some content I uh, allowed in there. And yeah, it was bad, but the people who already received it, well, it's a different situation. So if I force everyone to re-download the episode, they're going to think, huh, why am I re-downloading this? What, what's with this? Why am I getting the same episode over again? It doesn't apply there. But if it's obvious to people like, oh, yes thank you. You replaced the episode. You fixed it. Now I can hear what you're saying. Now I can see it. Now now you're understandable, all of that. So think about when is it obvious to the listeners or subscribers? When would they be wanting to re-download this very easily? And that's when you should force this re-download. But again, very rarely. And sometimes it could be an inconvenience. It could cost them like with bandwidth or other issues like that. And sometimes it could confuse them too if they see this episode has downloaded twice in their feed. But hopefully if you follow this, these steps properly and quickly, 
then they won't have that confusion. So here are the steps to repost if you want all of your subscribers to re-download the correction. You're forcing it on them. Now, they don't have to do anything. You do this stuff. First, step one, create a new blog post. Do not, again, do not use anything to duplicate your old post. One of the major reasons for this, among many other things, is creating a new post creates a new unique ID for that post. And this is more than just the WordPress link where you sometimes see question mark P equals and then some number there. This is more than just this, that. This is in the RSS feed. It's the GUID. And it is a way that it's supposed to be a unique identifier for that post. If you duplicate a post, it many of these tools out there and plugins duplicate that GUID as well, and iTunes will see that, and no matter what you do to the post, how you change it, iTunes will see, nope, already downloaded the thing with that GUID, so I don't need to re-download this. Nope, doesn't matter how the content has changed, I already downloaded something that has that GUID, so I don't need to re-download this. <laughs> yeah, iTunes has an attitude like that. But in order to make a new GUID, you need to make a new blog post. That's the easiest way. Do not duplicate your old post. That's just shooting yourself in the foot and could break other things. Like Pretty Link, for example, breaks certain things if you duplicate a post. Just copy, well, this is step two, copy all your information from your old post to the new post. This may mean that you have to go through field by field and do a lot of copying and pasting, switching back and forth between tabs. I recommend opening these things in separate tabs so you can switch back and forth easily. But copy and paste your information from the old one to the new one. Step three, once you've done this, completely delete your old post. Don't just send it to the trash. If you send it to the trash in WordPress, that's the default thing is it has this option that says move to trash or trash it. If you send it there, it stays there. And while it's there, you can't do certain things like you can't use the same URL, the same permalink that it used. You can't do a lot of things because it's still in your database, still using that permalink or that URL and other information. So completely empty it. Go to your trash, empty your trash, or tell it to delete it permanently. You want that to post completely out of your database. Then step four, update your new post's permalink. You want it to look the same as your original post. And the reason for this is when people are linking to a post, they might be linking from that permalink. So if your new post has something different, then their links to your original post will be broken and won't be going to your corrected post. So make sure this permalink is what the old post used to be. This is why it's crucial for you to completely delete that old post. Because if it's still in the trash, it's still using the permalink and your new post will get dash two added to the end of it or something like that. It'll it'll get a number added to the end of it. If you still have problems um, trying to create the original permalink again, then set up some kind of redirect like using pretty link or something so that the old link goes to the new link and make sure it's a 301 redirect. And that'll make more sense if you have a redirecting system. You'll see that option probably in there. So 
Step five, then, for how to force your subscribers to re-download the correction. We're on the overall step six. Now, micro is step five. Add something to your post title that indicates that it's a correction. I suggest something like either uh, the word in all caps, fixed or repost, and then surrounded with square brackets. For example, if I wanted to say something, if I needed to desperately needed to correct uh, the download and force you to re-download episode 95 of the Audacity to Podcast, my post title might be something like how to use chains in Audacity, open bracket, fixed, close bracket. And just make sure that whatever you type in there doesn't show up in your permalink in WordPress. Now, the permalink, by the way, is right underneath the post title, and it's usually auto-generated from the post title unless you manually assign a permalink. Then it's whatever you tell it to, unless it conflicts with something else. So when you have this in your post title, that means that when the episode is downloaded from uh, podcatchers like iTunes, then people will see episode three, and then they'll see episode three fixed. So they'll realize, oh, there was a problem in episode three, so I need to listen to episode three fixed. This also explains very easily for them if they've already listened to episode three, maybe they remember vaguely that there was some kind of problem in episode three, but when they see fixed, they'll realize, oh good, he fixed that problem. I'm going to listen to it again or watch it again, or yeah, that original one was completely unwatchable. I'm going to now use this one. So it communicates very clearly and very simply to them that it was fixed. You don't have to say what was fixed in the post title, just put in there fixed or repost. I like fixed because it's a lot more understandable and clear to them. Then finally, how to force them to re-download the correction is publish this new post. Because you created a new post instead of duplicated the old one, this new post now has a unique ID or the GUID in the RSS feed. All podcast programs out there will then see this, or all that I know of, will see this and treat this post as a completely new episode and download it, even though it might have similar title, similar content, all of that. Because of that ID is different, it will be treated as something new and downloaded separately. It's just like if you have a twin, identical twin, and by all against all chances of probability and everything, that identical twin acts and talks exactly like you, but they have a different social security number. Well, to the government, then they are a completely different person. They may look like you, sound like you, talk like you, act like you, all of that, but they have a different ID number. And because of that, they're a different person. Now, we're, yeah, we're more than a number. I am not a number. I am a free man. I really don't know what that is from, but I know it's in a video. Now, if you follow this method, these six steps of forcing your subscribers to get your new episode, then it will make sense to them. They'll get the new one and they can then consume that or choose from there whether it's worth re-consuming it, re-watching it, re-listening to it, whatever. And your current subscribers or new subscribers who haven't downloaded the glitched episode will only get this fixed episode. So yeah, they'll see episode one, episode two, episode three fixed. Yeah, they'll see that. And it might not be as important for them to see it, but it's okay. 
But that's why after a couple weeks, when you're pretty sure that most of the people who downloaded the bad episode have now also downloaded the new one or however long you want to wait, maybe a couple weeks, maybe four weeks, maybe a couple months, it's up to you. But at some point, go back and remove fixed from the post title. Because if you're up to episode eight, for example, then you don't really need your episode listing to sound like this. Episode one, episode two, episode three fixed, episode four, episode five, episode six, seven, eight, like that. You just need it to say episode one, two, three, four, five, six. By the way, not my recommendations for episode titles. I'm just using that generally. So go back and change that in the title so it doesn't show up later on when it's no longer relevant to people. Then overall, so reviewing on how to correct a podcast mistake. Number one, you may need to temporarily unpublish. Number two, re-edit your master files. Number three, save the replacement media by the same name or a different name, depending on your needs. Number four, re-upload to your host. Number five, refresh posts, links, and feeds. Number six, repost if you want all subscribers to re-download the correction. And number seven, release a correction or mention it next time. Some listeners or subscribers may never download or consume your fixed episode. And if your correction is important enough, you may need to mention it in your next episode or remind listeners to go back and download the fixed episode if they haven't already. And you may even refer to this for the next couple episodes, depending on the size of the mistake. Like going back to my Once Upon a Time podcast example, when we made that mistake about saying what was on the discs, even though I prepended that episode with the correction, still people might have forgotten that correction while they were listening to the episode, or they might have jumped in at the, in the middle for some reason, if they do that. But still, in the next episode, when I referred to the DVDs and Blu-rays, I said, by the way, there was a lot more on there, some really good stuff. Go back and uh, watch the extra stuff that we forgot to talk about or we missed. So I'm again referring to my correction, making my correction again to remind them I could do that for just the next episode or maybe the next couple episodes, depending on the size of the error. But in extreme circumstances, you may want to release a completely separate correctional episode. This is what I did for the Ramen Noodle, my clean comedy podcast, because my error was big enough that it. I realized, once I realized the error, It couldn't wait until the next episode. It's not something I could just go back and fix and let it be. Well, a lot of my listeners heard it. It was a big, significant error that could damage my reputation for the Clean Comedy Podcast. And so I realized that I have to post something out there quickly and personally, something that's much more personal, and communicate my my regret of making this mistake and trying to make it right. So that's why I made a video, even though it's an audio podcast, I wanted to reach out, go the extra mile and release a video. And that's why I also say in these extreme cases, you may want to reach out in more ways than just your normal way. Like if you have an audio podcast, maybe also do a video 
or a blog post or email your subscribers, whatever, but try and reach out as much as possible if this is a major error. This is what companies should really be doing. When they make a mistake, reach out to people and correct the mistake. And by the way, this is what I'm doing. I'm releasing this as both an audio and a video correction, but I'm going to do it as separate posts inside of WordPress so that audio-only platforms like Stitcher and some of the mobile apps will download that audio episode and won't have a conflict with an audio and video in the same episode. But iTunes can only download one thing per post. So in iTunes, and people have the capability to watch this in video, they'll get both the audio and the video, and then they can decide there which one they want to consume. And it will be labeled the same, but at the end it will say either audio or video. So this is the video correction that I made for the Audacity to Podcast, and this is my example of something. Now, I explained kind of what happened in this, but it was I said something. I didn't realize what it meant, and this is a clean comedy podcast where I'm very protective of what kind of content that we distribute in it. So I really felt like this merited a separate video to explain and apologize for the problem. So here's that video that we did for cleancomedypodcast.com. Hi everyone, I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jenny. And we're from the Ramen Noodle Clean Comedy Podcast. Now, clean comedy, we value that a lot. Yes, we do. And that's what we try to keep the ramen noodle to be. Sometimes we have some toilet jokes and stuff, but it's still... Potty humor, more (laughs) like it. Yeah, it's a potty cast, as the post office man thinks. But we still keep the content clean and family-friendly. But in our most recent episode, episode 122, I used a phrase in that... You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I clearly misunderstood a phrase and thus didn't realize that it's not a good phrase and especially has no place in our clean comedy podcast. So that phrase has since been removed, but most of you probably already heard it. And so we want to come to you and I want to come to you and say, I'm sorry for what I let come into the ramen noodle clean comedy podcast. And you can trust that we're going to do better at making sure that that content stays clean and that we keep things funny, lighthearted, like we want. Now, we love for you to be a part of these. And that's why we get your stories, your funny things that you see, all of that stuff. We've got my wife, Jenny, on it with us and Jeremy also with us. But still, we will continue to be a clean comedy podcast and hold that standard because so many comedy podcasts out there are clearly not clean. So we want to be one of the few clean comedy podcasts. So that's why when I make a little mistake like this, I want to make it right. So I'm very sorry for how that affected you. I hope that you will continue to listen to us and enjoy the ramen noodle and please be a part of it. You can find our contact information to send your funny stories and all of that at cleancomedypodcast.com. Thanks for watching or listening. So that's how we're making up for the, what I consider, big mistake that we made in that podcast. Like I said in it, I went back and removed what was in there, removed it from the audio and uh, other places where it was hinted at or appeared so that anyone who downloads the episode after that won't get that content. But the people who already downloaded and already listened, ooh, 
I can't, it wouldn't work for me to force them to re-download an episode. That's not necessary. But I think what's more necessary is the chance that they've already heard it, already have thought, oh, he included that. So that's why we recorded this video and release it as audio as well for the podcast so that people who are subscribed will get this and get that personal connection. And I like that video because it's a lot more personal. We're making that connection with the audience on something that's really important and really needs that connection. It's like when you have a major problem with someone, you probably shouldn't just send them a text message. You need to have a face-to-face conversation with them or at least a phone call. But because so much more is conveyed through that and the seriousness of that. So that was my example of what I did and really what inspired this episode of the Audacity to Podcast because I made a mistake. I wanted to correct it and I realized, you know, I've been having this on my list for a while of telling people how they can correct their podcast mistakes. So I thought this worked out really well time-wise for that. You can watch that video in its beautiful high-definition quality from my new camera over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 94 or if, excuse me, 96, or if you are already subscribed to my Clean Comedy Podcast over at cleancomedypodcast.com, then you have probably already received that or will be receiving it very soon in your feed. So have you ever had this problem where you've had to correct a mistake? What kind of mistakes have you had to correct and how did you go about it? What were the results? Did it help you by correcting the mistake? That's the thing. Sometimes like this, This may give me an even better connection with my listeners of the Clean Comedy Podcast. If I come out on the open and I'm very honest with them, think about all the businesses out there who are very honest and open about their mistakes and they make things right. That improves your perception of them. So this might improve people's perception of you if you correct these mistakes. But I'd love to know what kind of experience have you had? please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 96. And we can have a conversation going over there and you can see what some of the other people share as well. And remember, the 100th podcast episode is coming up on October 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern time over at noodle.mx. And I'd love for you to be a part of that. Send me your podcasting tips for the 100th episode of 100 podcasting tips there from other podcasters. Keep those tips very short, about 20 seconds long. Keep it short, simple, sweet, to the point. Mention who you are. You can say the name of your podcast or your website address, but make sure it is fast because 100 tips fit into a short episode. I'm going to try and make it a short episode. It will be very difficult, so that needs to be very short tips. And it can be as simple, as obvious, or profound, or even uh, niche as you want it to be. Send me your podcasting tips about whatever. You know, I could use a tip right now for how can I keep my headphones from falling down in my face without replacing my headphones? That could be a great tip. Maybe it means like, oh yeah, take some twist ties and tie it to the back collar of your shirt to keep your headphones from falling down silly tip, but that could be something that maybe you have experience with and want to give a tip like that. Anything related to podcasting, a tip, work-life balance, technical tips, software tips, podcasting tips, content tips, production tips, co-host tips, whatever, please send those to me. 
feedback at the audacity to podcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also go to the audacity to podcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab and record a message right from your computer. But it's really awesome. So many podcasters are sending the recordings from their own equipment. So it's really nice quality. I don't think I've gotten any phone calls at this point of tips. They've all been recorded or written tips. So this is great. This will be a fantastic episode. I'm really excited about it. So much great information. And then also the podcast awards are coming up. They are opening for nominations in October 2012. And you can go to podcastawards.com and encourage your listeners to go there and nominate your shows during the month of October or maybe the first couple weeks of October. That's podcastawards.com. Dot com and they need sponsors. So this could be a great way for you to get the name out about your podcast by sponsoring the podcast awards over at podcastawards.com. And you get a banner there for quite some time. It's really cool. Great opportunity to get the word out about your podcast. If you need any web design work or podcast consulting or anything like that, I'd love to work with you. And if you have content or ideas for future episodes, questions that I can answer, maybe even answer on video, please send that to me. Any feedback can go to this email address, feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side. Again, show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 90 six. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle and join the next live podcast on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time over at noodle.mx slash live. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Listen up. There's a new podcast on the network. I'm extremely excited about this. Eric Fisher's Beyond the To-Do List has joined the Noodle Mix Network. This is a fantastic podcast where he is talking about personal productivity perspectives. He's interviewing people and finding out more than just How do you use this tool to be productive? How do you do this, that? It's thinking. It's what's your day look like? What are your hopes and dreams? How are you able to get there? How can you inspire? How can you as listeners be inspired to be productive and achieve the things you want to achieve? It's a fantastic podcast. Eric Fisher is doing an amazing job with it. And he has some great guests over there. Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. Michael Hyatt has been interviewed over there. Mark Malkov and several others have been interviewed and are being interviewed. Check it out. I'm really thrilled to have and honored to have Beyond the To-Do List as a part of the Noodle Mix Network. So you can find that at beyondthetodolist.com or go to noodle.mx and you can get the link from there. And I'll also have the link in the show notes for this episode. But So check out all of our podcasts like Beyond the To-Do List and more at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. 
Find so many more podcasts on technology and all kinds of technology, Linux, Windows, Mac, iPod, (laughs) iPad, all of this stuff, Android phones, anything tech. It's at techpodcast.com and watch for our upcoming coverage of the Consumer Electronics Show, CES, over at techpodcast.com.